0: Um, UMGoBlue.com, by fans, for fans, since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the um, UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with
1: Andy Anderson.
0: And, first things first, Michigan has found out their bowl destination. They are on the way to Tampa in the Outback Bowl. And there was a little bit of controversy Well not for us, but controversy for our in-state rivals who were passed over. Well, Annie, what do you think about uh, Michigan's bowl destination?
1: I think it's a very good bowl for Michigan under the circumstances that they were 8-4. Um, I think that they probably want to get back a little bit at South Carolina because they played and lost um, to them a while ago. Uh, a while ago. And uh, Muschamp and Harbaugh have never met. Now they're going to get acquainted, and apparently there's a great deal of mutual respect there. All in all, I think it's a good goal, and it'll be good for them. And the thing that will be especially good is our 15-month practices, looming practices for almost the entire month of uh, December. And you can't beat that because, obviously, with their record and the way they played to finish the year, they need to practice.
0: And we've had word that a, a few players are leaving the program. First and foremost, Wilton Spade has announced that he is transferring, leaving the program. What do you think about that, Andy?
1: He said it was time. I think it is. He's, he's a handwriting. I don't hold anything against him. I don't think he's a traitor or deserter or any other thing. I just don't think that he would have been the starter uh, next year. I think Peterson McCaffrey is going to take care of that job very handily. So uh, he's been good for Michigan. I like Wilton. He never got in trouble. He's uh, intelligent, nice guy to interview, nice guy to talk to represented Michigan rather well while he was there. I'd like to have seen how he would have done for the balance of the season. Without getting hurt, maybe he would have had a big breakthrough. Who knows? But anyway, he'll be someplace else. And uh, I hope he does well. I wish him all well.
0: Andy, I know you live up near uh, Lansing. I'm surprised that you passed over the – the bait that I gave you to, to bag on the Spartans whining about their bull destination.
1: Well, we're saving the best to last, yeah. Uh, Antonio baits Michigan every day of his working life. That's his stock and trade. That's how he makes us uh, makes his name at Michigan State. They love it there, and he's done it continually. He said a lot of bad things about the University of Michigan. Over the time that he's been there, and most of them haven't been responded to them, but I must say that the response that uh, Harbaugh gave him for mentioning Michigan's losses uh, kind of... Uh, kind of was all right with me and I thought it was great. It wasn't nasty. Uh, Antonio had made comments on continuing to focus on how he can beat Michigan. And Harbaugh wrote back, congrats, turning around a 3-9 team, clubbing with off-field issues, good for Big Ten to have him back. I thought, That was a a very classy way to stick a knife into a little bit of the Michigan State buster. But I also hope that Jim does not make a habit of baiting Michigan State or getting into it. I hope they just get in the habit of taking the game as seriously as they should, that they're as stirred up for that game each year that Michigan State is. And believe me, Michigan State doesn't miss a trick on that. They're a formidable opponent. It's hard to live in Michigan if you have to hear about how good Michigan State is all the time. And believe me, these people will be in your ear about that all the time at every opportunity. Because as much as we love Michigan, they love their own school that much. And they have a big interiority complex to go with it. Antonio wants to pick a fight. Like I said, it's a stock and trade. So I thought Harbaugh was classy. I did not fault him for having done this this time. But I don't want him to give a lot of reason to Antonio to hype those folks up uh, over there in East Lansing because they are already hyped up enough when it comes to Michigan. Everything they do, they do in comparison to how is it done to Michigan? Are we better or worse? How do we measure up? Blah, blah, blah. All the time. It gets tiresome. But a, a nice shot by Harbaugh. Very thoughtful, I thought. What do you think?
0: Well, Andy, I, uh, I think that the Spartans and Mark Antonio will get more mileage out of uh, the bile toward michigan that that they will continue to spew by this snub than anything they would have gotten from a, a new year 's day ball and, and you mentioned it i mean it is their stock and trade to pit, to play the underdog to play the the wrong team um, and you know i get it it's it's worked out well for them um and Again, what what I want to see is I want to see Michigan um, beating Michigan State day in and day out, year in and year out, whatever the sport, wherever. I don't care if it's checkers. I don't care if it's Tiddlywinks, um, and especially on the football on the football field. Now I will say that you know when you look back the last three years. Michigan State had that last second win over Michigan at Michigan Stadium. Michigan handled them pretty easily last year and then Michigan State won 14 to 10 this year. That is not exactly a a, a reign of dominance for Michigan State. So, it is interesting to see how uh, how sore they are when again, it's not like they're putting 20 or 30 point beatings on Michigan. Um and and you know, the thing that it highlights, Andy, is that, listen, there are insight rival, and people can can go on and on about it, but here's the difference, okay? Michigan State is perfectly content to beat Michigan, and that is the end-all and be-all. And that Mark Antonio has done that for most of his career means that he's untouchable, okay? It means that he has achieved Spartan dominance, the difference is, is that for Michigan, Michigan would like a Big Ten championship. Michigan would like to beat Michigan State year in and year out, but Michigan really wants a national championship, and that is why, for as much as Spartans win, they will never be Michigan's biggest rival. It's just not that. The reason that Michigan is so focused on Ohio State is Ohio State has been so successful at the national level. Ohio State is the team blocking Michigan from national championships and Big Ten championships. And, you know, it's interesting. I mean, Ohio State basically, uh, you know, didn't get the, uh, the, the, play, the, you know, the play into the playoffs that they wanted. And that's what Ohio State is upset about. Ohio State doesn't, I mean, uh, on a secondary level, doesn't really care so much about the Michigan game. Ohio State's focused on national championships, and Michigan's focused on wanting to get to that same rarefied air. So, while Michigan State can whine about not being in a New Year's Day Bowl, Michigan's in a New Year's Day Bowl, but it's it's a afterthought. It's it's a it's a it's it leaves a sour taste because they didn't win a Big Ten, they didn't beat Ohio State, and they're not you know in the playoffs. And
1: yeah, isn't that isn't that sweet that it leaves a sour taste for them? It suits me just fine. There are some things about Michigan that you have to consider. They get some of the highest TV ratings of any team, some of their games, of, of any team anywhere. They always draw a large crowd to the away games. How many Michigan State people do you think are going to uh, open their pocketbook and fly out to San Diego to support them? Uh, in their bowl game. Well, well, I'd be well Andy, our...
0: let's be honest. I mean, you know, how many restaurants can close down and let their staff do that? I mean, you know, we got to be realistic. I mean, what are you going to do? And, 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 and again, I mean, I, listen, Michigan State is, is so happy they beat Michigan this year. If we had beat Michigan State this year, it would not have made our season. Okay? Michigan has bigger fish to fry, and let's be honest, they have not had bigger fish to fry for a long time and that's what aggravates michigan you know and we talked about this you know prior to the season the um, you know 6 13 20 6 years since um, you know you beat ohio state 13 years since a big 10 championship 20 years since a national championship that's what michigan cares about and on the way to those goals we will beat michigan state but it, it will not be the end all be all and as aggravating as it may be to lose to Michigan State, it's, it's just not in the same universe. And, and they, can, they can cry and whine and, and talk about how dominant they've been, but if things were reversed, if Michigan was as dominant over Michigan State the last 10 years, and yet we hadn't won a Big Ten championship, hadn't competed for a national championship, those coaches, Rich Rodriguez, Brady Hoke, still would have been fired. Okay, A yeah. win over Michigan yep. State is not enough to save your job and not enough for them to build a statue of, of you know, get you a statue at Shembechler Hall. And I think Jim Harbaugh understands that. I know the Michigan fan base understands that. And, and I'm just telling you how it is that, you know, sorry Michigan State, um, it's much more aggravating to lose to Ohio State because Ohio State goes on and competes at the national level. Ohio State has a, has an honest gripe about not being in the college football playoff, and I think um, that that's, yes,
1: especially especially because Alabama is only there because they are Alabama,
0: and, and you they know what, and, and, and uh, you know what, that's why they're there, and and you know yeah, all absolutely, it, it's one of those things we talked about this, okay? When they said, "Oh, you need a you need a, a conference championship game." To have a better resume for the postseason. And and you know, to get into this, I mean you know, we need to be realistic, okay? The NCAA and the networks love this controversy. It's the same thing we used to go through with the BCS. You know, thinking back Absolutely. to Michigan thinking, thinking back and we, to Michigan.
1: We, we predicted that too, that it would be like that.
0: And, and again, thinking back to, to nineteen ninety seven, okay? Everybody, I mean, on on the NCAA and the networks love that Michigan and Nebraska split because we're still talking about it, okay? They love that Ohio State got dealt out even though they're in the conference championship because we're still talking about it. And I will tell you that it's actually kind of an evil genius move by the networks and and the the NCAA. If you think about on the pro level, nobody debates – which team is the best team? Whoever wins the Super Bowl is the best team, and that's it. Okay? End of story. And and it really beats a lot of the passion out. And I would say that even it's the same way even in the NCAA basketball tournament. The best team is the team that wins. You don't really talk about the, the third, fourth, fifth place team year-round. But in football, you do. So as mm-hmm. much as much as much as we complain about it, it it, it, it it fuels the passion, and, and I will tell you the thing that would make the most sense. You know, I believe that every team at the beginning of this, or I should say, ninety percent of the teams, okay, um, and and really I'm I'm thinking about the teams that are in the Power Five conferences, okay. I think if you're in one of those, you know, the Power Five. You should know exactly what you need to do to get to the college football play at the beginning of the season. This voting sucks, okay? And, and frankly, for me, it's very easy. You win your conference, you go to the playoff. And you, if you're if if you're the team that doesn't win your conference, well, guess what? You had your chance, okay? So to <clears throat> me, it makes sense. Expand the, you know, I think, I really don't want to see the playoffs get any bigger than eight. I think that's a good number, you know. Have your Power Five, and then fill out the rest of the bracket with with uh, uh, you know voter player you know games in uh, uh, vote in that way. But if you're in the Power Five conference, you should know what you need to do, and you shouldn't rely on this voting and and, and crap. And and now, but I but I but I said the reason why that's probably not going to happen is that they love the controversy. They love that Ohio State's going to be butthurt. They love that the fans are going to be whining for the next couple years. What they need to worry about is you can't have it be so unfair that people start turning off. And, and I will tell you that, you know, prior to the BCS, Michigan was the recipient of 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 you know more than a few very well uh very nice births and balls. And you know, and I think specifically back uh to 1984, okay? You had Michigan at six and five versus BYU, and allegedly BYU won the national championship. Can not we beat Michigan twenty-four to seventeen? That was a six and five team. So basically, yeah. what happened is okay. You have the BCS get you closer. The BCS keeps a six and five Michigan team that travels well from playing a twelve and or or eleven O team. Okay, yeah. all the BCS does is make it a little bit better. All that's happened with the college football playoffs is making it a little bit better. But the reality is, is that, again, you're still relying on voting. You're still relying you know, it's still a beauty pageant. You still have ESPN, which is heavily influenced by the SEC. And, and again, you're going to run into that. So, you know.
1: i I bought watch a of bigger playoff than just uh than what you were talking about there. And he wants to reduce the regular season schedule to 11 or less because of the strain it puts on the players. Um, One thing, if we can go back a minute to Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, one reason that Ohio State became so great a game in the Michigan lexicon was that Michigan would often go into this game undefeated, and that was at the end of the year. Ohio State would be undefeated, and it was, you know, obviously at the end of the year too. So, whoever the winner was, probably won the Big Ten. Right then and there, on the spot. That was before this playoff system. And now, that is not as great as it was, because you gotta beat Ohio State and then beat the next, the next, uh, team up but that's one reason that Ohio State became the great adversary that they have become and the end-all for Michigan football to beat them, is because quite often, no matter who was the coach there or here, you're not going to win a Big Ten championship unless you beat Ohio. And does it ever turn a season around when you do? I'm sorry for the diversion back. Back to the playoffs. I I think that Ohio did get screwed. And there's hot. There's no question about it. Even though, uh, here's a thought that I've had lately on that on the on Ohio State. Why did Urban Meyer schedule that game away against Oklahoma? He
0: took a licking on that, and that licking is what's keeping him from getting into the playoffs. No, Andy, that's not what's keeping him from getting into the playoffs. What's keeping him from getting into the playoffs is getting his ass handed to him at Iowa. Okay? I'm sorry. Well, there are people who disagree with that. Well, but, but but I'm telling you, and again, historically speaking, you can lose early in a season. Okay? You can always lose early in the season. And frankly, yeah, you you can if
1: somebody else also loses. But in this case, Alabama only had one loss.
0: Again, But but Andy, Andy, and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna completely disagree with you. If you beat Iowa, you have one loss and then you have a complaint, okay? But when you get your ass handed to you by 30 points to a crappy Iowa team late in the season, I mean, I I, I don't think I, I don't think Ohio State got screwed. I mean, again, you know, it's very simple. If you beat Iowa, or, you know, again, even if you lose just by a few, they looked horrible. They looked horrible. So, I mean, and again, as much as I think, yes, the conference championship should matter, you lost by 30. You can't clean that up, okay? You can't erase, you know...
1: Well, we'll just just see whether how Urban schedules things from here on when they schedule ahead so they can't make immediate changes. But... There, there there are some making that argument that, that when you take on a team like that whether it's early or late that might might get you an out of conference loss by a ranked team that harms so, we could argue that,
0: uh, uh, Well, again, I, I'm not saying I, and I, and I'm not I, saying I don't
1: it. have a in the race either.
0: I'm just saying, I'm, I, I, you know, Andy, I'm, I got I to tell you, okay, and, and I got to, I got to say, because as much as, as much, you know, I'm, I'm, as much as I've heard the whining from Ohio State and the Big Ten, don't, don't get your ass handed to you by a crappy Iowa team. That's how you keep that, okay, and, and again, I mean, listen, Michigan has gone down. And, you know, last year, they lost to Iowa. You know, it kept them from, from having, a, you know, a chance to go to the Big Ten and possibly the championship and go to the college football playoffs. They didn't lose by 30. I mean, again, I just, as much as, you know, I think this is uh, Ohio State wanting to, to, you know, sour grapes, okay, there is no way that Ohio State's too low And, again, I, I don't particularly like Alabama, okay. But there's no way Ohio State's two losses are better than than Alabama's. I mean, Alabama did not get rocked by 30 points by a crappy SEC team. So, I just, I, again, I mean, uh, it's, it's you know how, how Ohio State fixes that? Don't get rocked, okay? So, yeah, well, I mean, again, yeah, I, right. now, we can we're talk looking, about you know, schedules on what.
1: No. And it's both, it's both. Alabama and Ohio State could lose at the same time in the same game, I would be an extremely happy man because I don't like either.
0: Yeah, and again, listen, if they both had one loss, okay, then I think Ohio State gets to make that argument. Okay, there's no way to dress up that pig. Okay, that that is a, that you know, that Iowa game is a turd. <laughs> and, and there's no way, you know, I mean, You know, and again, I'll keep coming back to, you know, you don't lose like that. I mean, 55 to 24 against an Iowa team that was, frankly, not that great. So I just, you know, again, I'm as much as I would love to carry the Big Ten banner now. You know, in a perfect world, okay, in a perfect world, in my perfect world, you win the you win the conference. And then you get you get an automatic bid, okay? And then you can play whatever you want in the preseason. I think, okay, that if you do, you know, you you do expand to eight, and if you win your your league, you get in, right? Well, then teams right. can play whoever they want in the in the quote unquote preseason because they wouldn't be penalized. But I I'm on
1: that program 100%. I think that the conference winners, winners uh, should. Should
0: go. Yeah, but but understand as much as I want to carry the conference banner here, I, you know I, I I scoff at the at you know the the, the idea that, that Oklahoma loss. I mean, frankly, frankly, okay, let's take that erase that Oklahoma loss. Okay, if I look at Alabama's loss and I look at Ohio State's, you know, still losing to Iowa, who had the worst loss? And and as much. You know, so, right. so, so that's what I'm saying is that even if it's one loss, if I you know, again, if I look at it and say, Well, you know, uh, Alabama did again didn't lose by thirty to a crappy SEC team. So so again, you know, I I guess I'm kinda of arguing both things here, but that loss is so bad from Ohio State, uh, that you know, again, this isn't like like, you know, exchange that loss for a Michigan loss, okay? That's not a, you know, oh, it's a quote-unquote good loss. That's not a good loss. There's there's no way. Um, so we'll have to see what happens. Um, you know, the interesting thing, you know, coming back to the, the Twitter war between D'Antonio and Harbaugh is that, first of all, I think it's clear that D'Antonio genuinely doesn't like Michigan or Harbaugh. That doesn't come as a surprise. I think that Harbaugh showed that he's not going to take any crap from D'Antonio. Um, personally, I'd much rather see wins on the field. But, you know, this is what you get with Harbaugh. He has shown historically that he does not shy away from controversy in a, in a fight. And, um, you know, it, it is his, what it I is. I thought his
1: answer, answer was brilliant. He, he, without being nasty and without saying anything that was not absolute fact, he rubbed it D'Antonio's nose in that 3-9, uh, 3-9 season. And, and, uh, he has not been doing that. Nobody from Michigan has. When you evaluate D'Antonio, you have to ask the question, of why did that season happen in the first place? A brilliant coach should have avoided that. And, and D'Antonio couldn't. But he did, he did resurrect his group this year and, and, uh, he, he, they played well, and uh, they redeemed themselves, and all that is good from their point of point of view. But uh, Michigan has to beat them, they, and and Michigan State over the years has had an amount of luck that is unbelievable when you look at it. The muff punt was one of them. Desmond in the end zone. With the time touchdown at his fingertips, getting tripped in an obvious trip to this little call. There's been a lot of that kind of crap. Uh, uh, Clockgate was another one. So, there have been some, Sparty has had a few, in my opinion, and they won't agree with us at all, a few bogus wins, that they really cherish and enjoy. And, uh, sometimes that's hard to take.
0: All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.